Hi, my name is Jen Rulon, and you may know me as Coach Jen. After knocking out 15 Ironman triathlons, I am an everyday healthy human just like you. In this podcast, we will discuss how to metamorphosize into an everyday healthy human through healthy physical habits and mindsets, as well as authentic living. Let's transform together in this journey called life and become the best everyday healthy human ever. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Everyday Healthy Human Podcast. I am your host, Jen Rulon, but a lot of people know me as Coach Jen. And today, our guest is Barry Karch from Texas. He lives in San Antonio, Texas, where I used to live for 25 years. And Barry and I actually connected on a podcast platform. And he reached out to me and it's like, hey, we were a match for getting on your podcast. And I looked at the introduction and I knew exactly that I needed to get Barry on here to talk about his journey as a runner and especially as we age and father time. Barry, welcome and thanks for joining me. Hi, Jen. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited about this and I love your podcast. I've Listen to many of your episodes and they're great. Thank you so much. Thank you. So tell the followers a little bit about you and give me like a one to two minute at elevator speech. Okay. A real quick background. I was an avid runner about 20 years ago, ran eight marathons and a bunch of other races too. I did mile races, 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons. I did, I don't know, uh, probably 15 or so races a year, but I got burned out after training pretty intensely for a while with a group of friends. We pushed ourselves real hard. Um, We pushed ourselves to the limits of our abilities and it got to the point where the runs really weren't that much fun. It was always pain. Everyone was pain, either in the heart or the legs, depending if they were fast or long, but they all hurt. And there was only so much of that I could push myself through and I finally stopped. But unfortunately, I kept eating like a marathoner for the next 20 years. I took 20 years off from racing, but not from the eating part. Put on about 35 pounds over those 20 years. It kept going up and up and up and up the weight. At long last, I kept asking myself, when are you going to do something about this? I finally did. Took off all the weight. And it's like I rediscovered myself again. I rediscovered my younger self, found a lot of joy in running, actually more joy than before. I absolutely love it now. And I've gotten back into racing and other challenges. So um, that's a quick nutshell, my little journey of uh, kind of going back in time and rediscovering myself. Love it. And you sounded like you've gone through many transformations. And that's what this you know podcast is all about. We all go through change, right? So let me ask you this. How did you lose the weight? Well, I had to change my diet. I have a terrible sweet tooth. I loved chocolate, ice cream, and I love pasta, pizza, and all that kind of stuff. I went the low carb route. I know there's lots of different ways you can go to take off your weight, but I want the low carb route. So I cut all that out and it took me about a year, but I took off all the weight. That's amazing. You said 30 pounds you lost? 
About 30, 35 pounds. Yeah. So, okay. So two to three pounds a month, which is perfect. Yeah. And just every time I got on the scale, seeing it go down was motivating. That's, that's what kept me going. Yeah. And I think too, like, I think a lot of people think that, oh, my scale isn't dropping. It's like, well, you just started or you just, you know, and, and a lot of people give up way too soon. It takes us how many years to put that weight on, right? Mm -hmm, Or mm -hmm. it takes us to get out of a shape, right? But then we forget it's going, it might take a little bit less, hopefully, than to drop that weight or to get faster. Like it takes time. And I think what happens is that a lot of people quit way before their tipping point, way before they were making that change. And it sounded like you stuck with it. Now, when, so then you started losing the weight when did you start implementing running back again? Well, I never quit running entirely. I quit racing. I didn't race, but I went to more like a jog. I would I would jog every week. It was just a slow, easy run. And I cut it back to, typically I'd go about three miles. Six took everything I had out of me to go six miles. So I found, not surprisingly, that running became a little bit easier and a little bit better as the weight went off. So I started to enjoy it more and be able to run a little bit better. So it kind of gradually came back. And then towards the end of the weight loss journey, my wife asked me one day, she's like, are you going to do any races again? And I never actually thought about it. I hadn't planned to go back into that. And I said, well, I guess maybe I could try it and see where I'm at. So um, that's kind of how it all happened. That's amazing. And you did do the Boston Marathon, correct? I did do the Boston Marathon. That was a good, uh, let's see, about 20, 22 years ago uh, now. From, uh, But I did do it, yes. And so can you tell the audience how old you are? Because you don't look it. Well, thank you. That's my favorite compliment to get. So I thank you. I just turned 62. Amazing. Yeah, I don't feel it. I feel a lot younger now. But uh, yeah, I just turned 62. And I did all these races, late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. So then you had a for a male for the Boston Marathon, you had a what a clock a 315 to qualify? I qualified when I was 40. And I had to hit 320. 320. Yeah. Yeah. That's under eight minute miles, right? It was I think it was close to seven and a half. Pretty seven, close you're to seven right. and a half. You're right, because, yeah, so seven and a half. So you had a clock seven and a half minute miles to qualify for the Boston Marathon at 40, which is insane. It wasn't easy for me at all. No, yeah. no. It wasn't easy for you. And I think people hear that. Like, people see that you were running, you've been running for quite some time. You ran, you know, but you had a clock 730s to qualify for the Boston Marathon. Where did you qualify? What race did you qualify? Do you remember? I ran the top of Utah Marathon in Logan, Utah. Okay. So that's where I did it. And that was probably the single hardest thing I ever did. It was so, for me, it was so hard, especially once I hit about mile 24, 25, I was totally spent. Can you elaborate why that was hard? Um, I was just so totally exhausted. And I remember telling myself one step at a time, step. I tell myself, step, 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 step. And somehow I made it the last uh, two or three miles that way and got in just under the wire. 
Amazing. Amazing. Well, congratulations on that, that task. Cause I know qualifying for Boston is not an easy task, especially, um, at the seven thirty mark. I, I qualified at it, uh, at Austin marathon mm. in 2000 and oh my God, 2004. But I was, uh, my goal was to get to Ironman Brazil. So I had Ironman Brazil and I, you know, I didn't, I didn't put my timing in or whatever. Cause I, I think I clocked a 333, something like nice. that. And I just, yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't need to go to Boston. And now people are like, are you going to go to Boston? I'm like, no, because I don't want to do, I don't want to do a flat out marathon anymore. Like I'm done. Like, you know, so then let me ask you that. Like, do you want to go back to Boston? Or are you good with the 5Ks and the 10Ks? And are you racing again? I just did the half marathon in this past December. Okay. And in San Antonio? Um, in San Antonio, yes. The rock and roll. Rock yep. and roll. Uh-huh. You got it. Yep. And I am registered for the rock and roll full marathon this coming December. So that'll be my first marathon in 20 years. So I, I haven't started training for it yet, but that's going to be okay. quite, yeah, you got a little- quite the challenge to see if I can get up there. Yeah, you got a little bit of time. Now, do you want to qualify for Boston again? No, that's not no. on my mind. I just want to complete it and run it at a pace I'm happy with. Yeah. And at 62, what is the, do you know what the, is it a four hour? I think I looked it up once and it was still fairly quick. I think it was under four. I can't remember. I can't remember if it was 340, 345, uh, maybe 350, but somewhere around there. But uh, that's not really uh, a thought in my mind right now. No, I mean, I've done this for 20 years. I just want to do it. Yeah. Trust me. Trust me. I did Ironman Kona one time and I'm like, and I'm done. Like I'm, that was the <laughs> hardest race I've ever done. Right. Uh-huh. Um, let me ask you this. So being in San Antonio, living there myself, July is brutal. July and August heat are brutal. So can you talk to our followers about how you stay motivated to get out the door and run, whether that's in the July, August heat of San Antonio, or even in the January, February um, world, you know, how, how, what, what is your motivation? Well, you know, I think at least for me, you have to have a big why, why are you doing this? And that's what gets you going. And for me, once I hit my sixties, that's when I really changed everything. That's when, what catapulted me to change the diet and get into fitness again. Cause I mean, I'm not young anymore. So I want to live a long and healthy life. And I told myself it's now or never, if you don't start now, then it's going to be never. So, um, my ultimate goal is I want to stay fit and active as long as possible. And so that's my big why I think about that every single morning when I get up that I want to live a long and healthy life more than I want to lay in bed and catch an extra 30 minutes or an hour sleep. So that gets me up every single time because it's a very, very strong desire for me. And it could be something different for somebody else, but I just think if you have what, you have to know why you're doing this um, to get you going. Yeah, and that's something that uh, it's, it's interesting since I've been doing a lot of interviews, a lot of y'all are doing like, what is your why? And that is something that I talked about mm. in my second episode on, you know, why I wanted to get to the Ironman. I also had two whys and I did a TEDx talk about that. So I get it. Like the, the why to get to the Ironman world championship was crucial for me. 
And uh, it was my grandfather. My grandfather was my why. And, and, and then on the TEDx stage, I also talked about trying to get my dad's approval, you know, because I wasn't in that sports. I wasn't, I wasn't that basketball, football, baseball player. I was that, that runner, that type of thing. So I love that. So, you know, and another great thing, I don't know if you know this, but I, I'm sure you, Simon Sinek, what is your why? Right, right. Right. So we talked about this um, because I never heard of goals, this goal. I never heard this word that you shared. So how I look at some things, I talk to my athletes, like, what is your BHAG goal? Big, hairy, audacious goal. Like, what is your Mm -hmm. big, big goal? Like, for me, I would love to have a New York Times bestseller book. You know, that's my BHAG goal, right? So, but then you talked about a year defining goal. And so can you talk about that and explain to the followers what that is? Because I love this. Okay, sure. Yeah, I came across the concept of having a Misogi, um, which is a big year defining goal that kind of scares and excites you at the same time. And let me give credit to the person I've, I got this from. I, I don't I'm don't know that he originated this idea, but I heard it from a fellow by the name of Jesse Itzler. That's where I learned it from. So what he says is it makes every year memorable in your life and it makes the years count. So you can think, okay, 2023 was the year I did this. And 2024 is the year I did this challenge. So you can remember every year. This year, I'm taking on a, a very big challenge, something different that I've never done before that as I said, excites and scares me both, but um, I'm going to be participating in an event in August, about five weeks from now. And I don't know if you've heard of it. It's, I don't know how well known it is yet. It's called 29029 Everesting. It's actually a hiking event. I'm not not a hiker. I've never hiked before, but this is something new to me. I've been training for it pretty hard. Um, I'm on week 16 of the 20 week training program right now with this. The 29029, what that is, 29,029 feet is the vertical ascent of hiking Mount Everest. And so the goal, rather than going to Everest, it's bringing Everest to you in the U.S. So there's five locations that it's held at. And the goal is to hike the equivalent vertical ascent of Mount Everest. And you have 36 hours to do so. So I'm going to be going to Snow Basin, Utah. And um, on this particular mountain, I have to complete 13 ascents of it, and I've got 36 hours to do so in order to Everest. And so that's the goal. That's my Masogi for this year. And that's, that's, amazing, that's something that um, scares me and excites me at the same time. But yeah, uh, looking forward to it. I'll, uh, in the show notes, um, if you can send me that link about like about about that, because some of our followers followers might be interested in some type of thing. I mean, here you are 62. You've done all the running. You've done the Boston Marathon. But now you're finding something that excites you and scares you. And it's it's climbing Everest, but not climbing actual Everest. So I think it is, is amazing. That's great. When is that date? When is that? When do you? It is August. Uh, I think it's, you think I know it, but I think it's like the 18th or 19th of August, whatever that weekend is. Okay. We'll definitely be cheering you on from afar. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how that goes. Maybe I'll have to bring you back on after that challenge. So let me ask you this. 
what challenges and obstacles have you faced during your navigating through life, whether that's getting ready for your masagi, whether that's getting ready to, or that's losing weight or whatever that might be. Like we all have challenges. How did you navigate through those challenges? And if you care to share, what was the challenge that you had to navigate through? Okay. Well, staying on the running and athletic front, I'm really not a natural at athletics. I don't want anyone to think this comes easy to me because it certainly doesn't. I didn't participate in any sports in school whatsoever. I would play pickup basketball with some friends um, sometimes or throw a ball around, but I never did any sports at all when I was a kid. And I didn't even start running at all until my middle 30s. So I was a very late bloomer into this field. So I guess the challenge is just uh, starting it, getting into it and without being a natural athlete, natural runner and um, carrying forward. And I've found that I really do enjoy it. And as I've gotten older, I, as I mentioned, I enjoy it more and I enjoy the challenge of it and trying to push through and get better. That's a great tie-in because why are you finding the running now versus younger? Is it because you found your why? I think it's because of that. And I think I took it for granted before. When I was in my 30s or even uh, early 40s, I just took it for granted. I mean, a lot of people could run at that age and it's not that big a deal. But now that I'm in my 60s, I'm just, I mean, I'm always like, thinking, wow, I'm out here doing this, or I just ran 13 miles, or I just hiked, you know, five hours today. Like, I can't believe I'm 62 years old and doing this, especially because I look back at my father, he could never have done any of these things at this age. I mean, he was not in shape. So I'm just, I'm just thrilled to death and grateful to be able to do this at this age. I, I, I'm much more great, gratefulness. For sure. It's crazy because I look at you and that's when 62 years old was when my dad passed. Mm. He was so young. And I think it's probably because I'm 51 and I'll be 52. So I'm just like, wow, that's only 10 years from us. Like we're only 10 years apart. Like that's, and so it's, it's just like mind blowing when you told me you were 62 and you're doing all of this amazing stuff. Uh, Where do you see yourself? This is a totally random off the, off the topic question, but where do you see yourself in, at 72 then? You know what? Um, let me let me just say one thing real quick. My father passed away at 69, which I, I think about every day. He's only seven years older than I am right now. So I, I'm not ready to be gone in seven years. So that's one thing that does exactly. motivate me a lot. But yeah. where do I hope to be in 72? I hope to still continue to be running and running races and taking on new challenges. I, I, I want to keep growing and pushing myself. I love it. Do you know what your next, what your 2024 massage is? Misogi, yeah. Misogi. Yeah, there you go. Um, I do have it in the back of my mind. I got to see how things okay. go for the rest of this year. Okay. But in the back of my mind, um, I would like to run the New York Marathon. I've never done that one. And that one seems really, I love New York City to begin with. And the marathon there seems, uh, seems like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I think if you could get through this Everest uh, journey and then San Antonio Marathon, I think you'll be doing just fine for 2024. So where can people find you online if they want to follow you uh, for your journey? 
Okay. Well, they can find me on Instagram under my name. Actually, I think it's Barry S. Karch over there. Um, there or Facebook, Barry Karch, um, LinkedIn. Also, I do, I, I do also have a podcast if they want to check out. It's, it's geared towards um, older runners. I, I use older loosely, uh, 40s, 50s, 60s. It's called Running for Your Life. Um, and it's all about running to get fit and live a long and healthy life. So they can check out the podcast if they wish also. Beautiful. Well, I will put all of that information in the show notes uh, here on uh, on all the podcast platforms and, of course, now YouTube. So I have one final thought or one final question for you that I ask all of my all of my listeners, because when I brought this podcast on, it was all about that transformation. We all go through changes and it's all how we deal with those changes. So what can you give our listeners about how to start their own transformation and become their own beautiful butterfly? Okay. Well, I would say don't let your age define you. Forget about your age. It's just a number. Um, You can do so much more than you think you can do. You're capable of so much more. Don't let anyone tell you, or most importantly, don't tell yourself, I'm too old to do this, or I'm too old to get started. You're not. You can still continue to get better and enjoy it and live a long and healthy life. I love that. I think that ties in super well with uh, my podcast, because like I said, we all want to age like Uh, I call it, I say, we all want to age like non-alcoholic fine wine because I don't drink. So um, I'm just like, it's, we all want to age like fine wine. We want to be happy. We want to be healthy. And as we are aging, Barry, like we can do so much more because one, I think we're smarter. (laughs) I think we're wiser. And I think we just have, we, we have that why that we talked about from original from Mm -hmm. the very beginning. So that's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on board, Barry. I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to following you on your adventure in August too. Yeah, thank you. It was such a pleasure. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And followers and friends, if you are loving the Everyday Healthy Human podcast, what I'd like you to do is I would like you to subscribe. I would like to share the episode with your friends and your family. Leave a comment wherever you can leave a comment. Ciao.